Hello and welcome to Dusty VCR, the podcast where we rewatch old movies from our childhood and decide whether they still hold up. I'm your host, Michael Lynch, and I'm joined by my co-host and sister, Zena Dreyfus. Hey there. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing pretty good. You know, I have some thoughts. Yeah. I have some thoughts going I love your into thoughts. the podcast for the morning. Oh, yeah. So I was re-listening to our last one. Okay. And in probably like the first... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, we're off to a bad start. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already bumping around. Gosh darn it. So in the first 60 to 120 seconds, I, I said a swear word. <gasps> And I realized that it was no longer a family-friendly podcast. Yeah. So I've been, I started a swear jar. Oh, good. Um, And I've been, you know, putting my quarters and dimes in there, uh-huh. saving up my money. Yeah. But anyways, I just wanted to make a... Make a public apology. Conscious note of that and a oh. public apology oh, to all the babies. Yeah, we've got a lot of baby listeners. And, and good people of the world. Yeah. Because I'm trying very hard to tell this story without swearing, but okay. I went to the Home Depot last night. Oh, here we go. And if oh, we, boy. If you've been to the Home Depot, you know it is an experience. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of emotions that come up for me in the Home Depot. Right. Oftentimes a lot of anger. Uh-huh. Um, but this time it was not directed at the Home Depot. Mm-hmm. I went to the Home Depot around 10 p.m., got my stuff. I needed to do a project on a... It was time sensitive. Oh. Then I went to Rachel's, watched the movie, uh-huh. got home, and realized that I left all my stuff at the Home Depot. Oh, no. I checked out. There was a hottie working at the register, <laughs> and I got distracted, <laughs> and I left all my god. Daffodil stuff at the Home Depot. You just, like you paid and then you just walked away with nothing. Yep, that's exactly what I did. So I, my eyes. That's a scam. That's, a scam. that's they put the hottie there Hotties specifically the for register. that reason. Scam. Like when the Zenas come in, they're gonna just they're gonna be so distracted by this hottie, they're gonna just give us back all the stuff. Yeah. So uh, so anyways, I'm doing good, but my eyeballs popped open at 5:30 this morning, uh, and we had to do the game show for later. I had to go back to the Home Depot and get yeah. that person's number. And <laughs> anyways, forget all your stuff again. Forget all my stuff again. <laughs> Man, there was there was minimal swearing in that story. I'm I'm really proud of you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And uh, I'm also joined by our friend Rachel Lynch. Hello. How are you doing, Rachel? I'm doing well. I'm really, I really appreciate Zena bringing it back to um, making this a really family friendly yeah, podcast. Yeah. I was feeling concerned about that. And so thank you good, very good. much. I've been having a good day today. I started off my morning watching a lot of porn in Zena's driveway. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of family friendly. <laughs> so that's it. Obviously, in preparation for today's show. Right. And you watch porn before every show just to exactly, get in the right mindset. To get excited about yeah, the show. Yeah. <laughs> no better Get way. the right vibe. Yeah. But I'm ready now. Okay, good, good. And we are joined by our guest today, one of my oldest friends of 15 years, Matt Kantrowitz. Hi, guys. Welcome, welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. What's your day been like so far? Uh, it's been great. I woke up, I scrolled through the internet, yeah, and then I put the internet down and immediately picked it back up again. Because uh-huh. <laughs> do you ever do that where you like you like looking at some app on your phone? You're like, okay, I'm sick of this, so you close it, and then immediately, without thinking of it, open it up again. Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that's me on Twitter this morning. Uh-huh. Yeah. So before I even put pants on, I was already bored with the internet. So. Uh-huh. I've been detoxing social media. That's a good idea. Yeah. More porn, less Instagram. A lot more porn, a lot less Instagram. It's Uh, working out great. Uh, I'm much happier. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know when I have a when I'm feeling bad with social media when i'll like check social media and be like ah update faster more stuff happen come on (laughs) like i'll check twitter i'm like i already read all this stuff come on make more stuff happen (laughs) so matt what was your relationship to movies growing up uh, my family is big into movies. We watched a lot of movies. We still do a family movie night when we oh, get together. Yeah. yeah, we um, and somehow we always end up with like the worst movie we've ever seen. <laughs> so, yeah, we uh, we went. My parents took us to the movies a lot from a really young age. Um, and we always rented movies. We uh, went to Blockbuster every weekend. So, uh, R.I.P. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Were there any that you watched over and over again or like rented over and over again? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen like Star Wars a thousand times. Uh-huh. Back to the Future a thousand times. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I know that I missed a lot of the like teen movies that came out yeah. in the 90s. But my wife has slowly been filling me in on those. Uh-huh. So she showed me like she's all that. and Right. Uh, stuff like that so yeah i remember your you said back to the future is one of the your favorites i remember like when you when we sent you options for the podcast all of your picks were either like in a different time period or involved time travel (laughs) yeah we actually um when we uh when i got married our recessional song was the theme to back to the future oh nice you know where we're going we don't need roads (laughs) so uh yeah i don't think i think maybe two people Got that. Yeah, I, I missed that. <laughs> Is that a general theme in like movies you like, time travel? Yeah, I actually do like time travel. I think it's interesting how they come up with different rules and how none of them really make any sense. Yeah. So like Back to the Future is great because, you know, you change history, but it kind of history is kind of like, eh, you know, take your time. You have right. some time to fix it. Uh-huh. Some other back, you know, some other movies are just like, oh, you change history. It's irreversible now. Right. So Back to the Future is kind of fun because you get to see uh, what happens. I feel like Back to the Future, the rules were sort of reason. I feel like a lot of time travel movies, you're like, this makes no sense. Whereas Back to the Future kind of makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that's the great thing. If you do a good time travel movie, you just have to establish what the rules are. Yeah. And like, how do I watch The Time Traveler's Wife? That was one of my wife's favorite books. So uh-huh. we watched the movie when it came out, and I was just completely lost the entire uh-huh. time. I had no idea what was going on. Did you have actors or actresses you really liked as a kid? Not really. Like, I was never really, like... I mean, you know, you have always have, like, actresses that you have crushes on and stuff like that. Who are your big actress crushes? Oh, God. How can I remember? So, um, the TV show Degrassi Junior High. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ellie from Degrassi Junior High. Uh She was a big crush of mine, yeah. Did Ellie go go on to do anything else? No. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) She did not. I have this fantasy of, like, I'll go back and watch old movies, and, like, there's actresses that I had a crush on, and I'm like... Oh, they didn't end up doing anything else. Maybe I can like find them and now they're they're approachable to date. <laughs> so like Andy Richter controls the universe. Did you ever watch that? No. There's um Irene, I think her name is Irene Malloy, and she like kind of stopped acting after that show, but she was so cute on that show. And then I found her on Twitter and I'm like, ooh, she lives in Brooklyn. Shit. <laughs> this is when I was living in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> or not in Brooklyn, in, in New York City. I never yeah, was in Brooklyn. Say, when did you live in Brooklyn? I moved to Brooklyn to meet Irene Molloy <laughs> in hopes that I would just run into her. She was married and had a kid, but I felt like still like... There's a chance. Yeah, I was like, I bet he doesn't appreciate Andy Richard controls the universe in the way that I do. So any other any other uh, childhood crushes on actresses? Oh, gosh. Yeah, there was one girl on all that, but I can't remember what her name Laurie was. Laurie Beth Zenberg. Yeah, it was Laurie Beth Zenberg. <laughs> yeah, vital information for everyday oh, life. Not yeah. Amanda Bynes. Uh, I did kind of like Amanda Bynes. Mm. I thought she was cute, but annoying. Yeah. That was my... Yeah, I remember... So, you know the movie She's the Man? Yeah. So, our friend Gabe uh, had a Israeli poster for She's the Man, and I asked oh, yeah, him yeah. if he really liked that movie, and he said... No, but it's really funny because there's not really, in Hebrew, there's not really a a translation for she's the man. Uh So they just translated it literally as she's got testicles. (laughs) And it's just this picture of Amanda Bynes looking really cute. And she's got like a skirt on and like a tank top or something. And she's standing there with her arms folded. And it says apparently in Hebrew, I don't read Hebrew, but Uh apparently it says she's got testicles. Uh (laughs) Excellent. Um, so let's get into it. So today we're discussing the 1998 movie The Wedding Singer, starring Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. So Matt, we'll start with you. Like, what were the reasons that you picked this movie in particular? So I saw this movie in the theaters with my family when it came out. So yeah. I was about 13. And then I saw it about 600 more times uh-huh. every single time it was on cable. Uh-huh. So it was just one of those movies that like you scroll by it and the guide and, oh, yeah, it's only an hour left. Let's right. just watch uh, The Wedding Singer. Uh-huh. So I definitely am really familiar with the second half of the movie. Mm. But then I realized when you sent the list out that I hadn't seen it in like 10 years. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I remember I really liked it. But it would be interesting to go back and uh, and see if it if it still holds up. And Rachel, what were what were your memories of the wedding singer? I remembered especially the line: "These are things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday." Oh yeah, yeah. yes. And I remembered the little old lady oh, singing, the rapping, rapping granny, 
grappling granny grappling granny <laughs> the grappling granny <laughs> grappling granny i remember that that scene and yeah i guess the music from it also yeah and Zena, had you ever seen this movie before I had vague memories. I think I mostly browned it out. Um, yeah. I had seen it at some point. <laughs> browned it out sounds like you pooped it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't like a blackout, you know? Like, I remembered little bits and pieces here still and there. still sounds like poop. <laughs> you remembered it as if the, the screen was covered in poop. <laughs> it was like that really bad shit that I just tried my whole life to forget. Try to forget. <laughs> but, yeah, pretty low memory of, yeah. of the wedding singer. But I know Adam Sandler... Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know the the leading female? Um, the rapping granny. I'm I'm browning it out a little <laughs> bit. <right now. laughs> Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Yes. I is this our that. first Drew Barrymore movie? Might be. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, my memory of it was I was describing it to Allegra like before we watched it, and I was like, it's basically like the ultimate rom com. It's like the of every movie I can ever think of. It's like the most rom commy in terms of like. He's in love with a girl, their best friend. She's going to marry a rich asshole. He has to, like, at the very last second, confess his feelings. And he, and then watching it, there were, like, even more rom com elements that I had forgotten, even of that. But I remembered it as being, like, Adam Sandler's first non-yelling role. Because he his two big hits were Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison. And the, those entire movies is just, like, him constantly yelling and, like, being angry. And I remember The Wedding Singer being such a big shift. It's like he's so soft and quiet most mm -hmm. of the movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's really quiet most of the movie, except for that one line where he's like brought to my attention yesterday. And I remember that being in the trailer because I think they were like, don't worry, it's still Adam Sandler. He's still going to yell and stuff. But then watching it, I realized there's actually he's yelling a lot more yeah. than I remembered. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, there's some other like the song where he's singing about how much he wants to die. He was there was yeah. some screaming in there. Yeah, a lot of screaming. Which actually, I really like that song. I like that song too. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. These the songs have been stuck in my head for the last few days. Yeah. So yeah, starting out there at a wedding, Adam Sandler is singing at the wedding, and then he quickly meets Drew Barrymore, who's new in town. She's uh, one of the waitresses at the wedding, and um, like right off the bat, I was like, Drew Barrymore is so cute. I forgot how adorable Drew Barrymore is in this movie, especially right at the beginning. And she, that's like another like rom-com trope is she's like this clumsy, beautiful woman. Right. She's like hitting people in the head with her tray. <laughs> and then she and Adam Sandler meet in, in the alley behind the venue because Adam Sandler is helping a kid vomit. Extremely flirtatious right from yeah. the Yeah. Yeah. Like right inappropriately so. Yeah. 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 She just spills the beans about her entire life. To right. Just right off, the, right off the bat. Right. Yeah. I thought that was... Oh yeah, we haven't revealed. So what did you what did you think? Is that why you're giving me a look that I, I didn't do the reveals? I don't, I'm not. Look, I you I'm looked at me, looking looked at right you. at me. I'm looking right at you. So I forgot we we should do the reveals. So Matt, did it hold up? Uh, I think it did. Yeah. yeah, there were a few things about it that I thought maybe were a little dated, but mm -hmm. uh, if they remade it today, they might have to change a few things. But yeah, yeah I still think it's a it's a great movie too. It's a great rom com. Yeah, and Rachel. I think it held up about as much as I expected it to, mm. which is to say that I enjoyed it, yeah. and it's pretty ridiculous. Right. And Zena, what about you? Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I agree with yeah. Matt that there's, you know, definitely some choice things, but, right. you know, I, um, overall, I thought it was great. Yeah, there were, like, individual scenes that I really liked, and overall, I liked it pretty well. I remembered it being as being a better movie. Like, I remember it holding together better, and then watching it, I feel like... It's very like stilted. They're kind of jumping like the their relationship develops in kind of a weird way where there's all these really cute scenes, but then they kind of skip the stuff that's supposed to happen and they just tell you. And so it's, or it's sort of like in that first scene where like they meet each other and then she just immediately starts explaining her backstory. And that happens a lot. Like there, there's a party later and she's like, hey, Robbie, like we hang out a lot at work, but we never get to talk because we're always so busy. I was like, there's a lot of lines like that where it's just like them explaining what their relationship is and the parts that we haven't seen. But I, I did still think like all their scenes together were adorable and I really like them. Oh man, I gotta be honest, when we get to some of these scenes, I think Drew Barrymore is a little bit of a pushover. She's got those puppy dog eyes oh, yeah. and she's kind of like... She's yeah. still adorable. Yeah. Yeah, she is sometimes. Oh, maybe. So I was arguing with Allegra about this because... Drew Barrymore comes on screen and I was like, oh my God, she's so cute. And Allegra's like, she's sweet. 
And it was like, she kept going back to like, she has a nice personality. I think they made her up to look bad now. So she'll look better later in the movie. I'm like, <laughs> no, this is it. It's not like, this is not, she's all that. Like she looks good now. She's like, no, I think, I think she'll look better later. No, she Was Allegra so feeling threatened by Drew Barrymore? I think so. <laughs> Allegra, call into the show. Tell us what you think. <laughs> and then um, we, we quickly meet the old lady who he's giving singing instructions to. Rosie. Yeah. How would you guys feel about Rosie? Love her. Yeah. The little granny, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to figure out if it was his grandma, but but I guess not. No, oh, no. Okay. Yeah. It's I mean, she, a grandma. she was a star of the show. Yeah. We, we don't even know if she was a grandma, actually. That's true. She, she'd been married for 50 years, and she's had intercourse with at least nine men. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a, an old an old 90s trope. It's yeah. like the old lady who's talking about sex. Right. And I think that's... Uh, and inst- rapping. I feel like this is, this is my first memory of a rapping grandma. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. But I feel rapping like that happened a lot. old person. A rapping old person. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I just love that she's paying him in meatballs. Yeah. <laughs> I love when she grabs his hands yeah. full full of meatballs. Right. I felt like it escalated really well, because first you find out that he's being paid in meatballs, then she has no Tupperware, so she has to just put them in his hands, and then she like grabs his hands because she's so excited. Oh, no, no, then she's like, I want to see you eat them. That's my favorite part. And her face she's is so, so cute. Good. Yeah, she's, she's just like... She does the face yeah, so good. She's amazing. And then... Robbie has the wedding and then he gets stood up. Right. Which looking back is like a little bit, I didn't realize growing up like how unlikely that would be because I've been to weddings now. It's not like the first time you see your wife or anybody sees your wife is like walking down the aisle. There's like lots of prep before that. Like Matt, you've been married and <laughs> you've had a wedding. Yes, I have had a wedding. You you have been and continue to be married. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But you would have noticed if Laura didn't show up way earlier than. Yeah, I think that would have. Yeah, I think I would have noticed. Yeah. Uh, somebody would have noticed. I, I don't know if one of the bridesmaids or her parents or right. someone not the not my sister would probably right. not be the one who right. figured out that she wasn't there oh yeah with the sister i felt like it was kind of a waste of a character i wanted it to be a cusack i feel like joan or ann cusack would have done a great job with that role you know just as you're talking about her i was picturing a cusack yeah it should have been a cusack was she cusacks a cusack? are great sisters was she cusack cousin or something i don't think so i think it's just cusacks it are great sisters yeah they make great sisters <laughs> Um, yeah, it was like kind of wishing that it was a Cusack. But yeah, like the sister says that Adam Sandler's fiance has decided not to show up and they're not going to get married. And so he sort of has this mental breakdown. And then I also remember this, this scene where like he's going right after the he gets stood up at the altar and he's like going to take care of his nephews. And one of them comes up to him and is like, oh, you, go, you went crazy. And he's like, who's been saying that? He's like, everyone's been saying that. He's like, who's everybody? You're, you're eight years old. You only know your parents. I really like that. But the kids were less cute than I remembered. Oh, I thought I, I had like a split decision on the kids. Yeah. I thought the older kid was good. I thought the younger kid was a typical child maybe that's, actor. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah. I mean, I thought that whole family was... Because... Uh, that was the, a bizarre family. It, the dad... How old was that man? Well, he was like he was like a character in like a mafia movie. Yeah. I yeah. Know how he came, you know, he's got the gold chains and like yeah. the shirt unbuttoned and he's talking in like a New York accent. Oh, right. And, and that hair. Yeah, yeah, he's got the greased up hair. And yeah. The perm, the greased up perm. It's like a tight perm. <laughs> yeah. I did kind of like that speech, like little speech he gives him about love. And he's like talking about his sister. He's like, yeah, sometimes she'll do an erotic dance for me. And he's like, no, I don't want to hear about that. Yeah, there's a lot of that in this movie. Just people telling Adam Sandler sex stuff. Right. Yeah, just yeah, like a lot of... Want to know about. So here's the thing about this movie yeah. that I noticed. Everyone in the movie is either a villain, mm-hmm. like evil... Or super weird. Mm. And then Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore are the only normal people yeah. who are good hearted in right. the whole movie. That's true. And so I was thinking about that and thinking like, if that was what you thought life was like. Right. If you were watching this movie and you were like, wow, okay, I'm going to go out into the world. Uh-huh. You would think, of course, it's so easy to find the one right because it's as clear as drew barrymore right in a sea of evil right people and weirdos right and you're the only good person and drew barrymore is the other one did you feel warped by this movie i felt completely warped 
I really did. Like did? looking back, yeah. Because I think the the message I took away from it was I think that like it, it's a common rom com thing theme, but this this one had more impact on me than others. Is like you can be like if you like somebody, be their best friend, be like the really nice person who like never really reveals your feelings, but then eventually they'll like realize you're the one for them. And I remember when I saw this movie. There was that girl, Gina, that I had a crush on when I was like 12. I think we might have even seen this movie together. And it was like that same situation where like she was always dating these guys that were like mean to her. And I was like, one day she's going to figure it out that it's me. I'm I'm the Adam Sandler. And I feel like that like for like years and years, that's the way I thought it worked. I was like, I'm true of heart. So like they'll like me the most. And then I, I didn't write any songs. I feel like that might have been a messed up on my part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I did feel like I was remembering as I watched this movie, I was like, oh, that's I think that's where I got this idea that I had for so long of like, you should just be somebody's friend forever. And like, then you'll eventually end up together. Right. The message I got was, oh, I'm one of the weird people sitting at the (laughs) table. So I guess I'm screwed. find love unless Adam Sandler helps. Unless Adam Sandler is my matchmaker. Yeah, Adam Sandler, he's like, he's like the hero in the whole movie. Like, stay away, bad guys. I'm taking care of these weird people. Right. I hated that fat joke they had going about the, the man that was like, I oh, guess the, a little on the big side. The, the guy that they're saying is unlovable. Yeah, one of uh, the unlovable yeah. characters. Yeah. I just found that so cool. They had a couple of fat jokes. Right in the, the first wedding scene, they have like a fat lady digging into the wedding cake right. just like oh, with their yeah. hands. Yeah. And it's just like, that's a, that's an Adam Sandler, I think. Yeah. I, I, get the, I get the impression that he fought for that to be <laughs> in the movie. Yeah, but that's he, he likes that kind of thing where it's like somebody who's kind of an outcast for one reason or, no, or another, like some sort of social outcast. But he's like, but I still love them. Right. He see, can see the I'm beauty in them. such a good person. Right. But yeah, and then so he's he has that wedding where he's like right after the the breakup where he's he's doing a bad job and he gets punched by the father of the bride. Yeah, that love sting. I love that version of love stings oh, where he's oh, going yeah. around and he's singing. Uh, it's weird that they already had that rehearsed. Like the whole uh-huh. band just goes right. right into it. Like so, I guess Adam Sandler, while he was going crazy, was just like, "Guys, I got a new idea for a song. <laughs> we're we're doing wedding, so I think Love Stinks would be a good one for us to have in the back pocket, just in case." Uh-huh. And then after that, they have they go to uh, Drew Barrymore's engagement party, which I had like trouble understanding what's going on in this town because it seems like most people are like lower or mid middle class. And then Drew Barrymore's fiance is like insanely rich. He lives in a mansion. I don't know if this is like a romantic comedy thing or it would make like a better movie, but like he is so vile and he's so obviously vile. Like you and Drew Barrymore is like such a like cute, naive. Right. It makes no sense. Like why are they together? Right. So it kind of makes it like every time like she says something to him, he's like, well, you're kind of an idiot. So... (laughs) And she's just like, okay, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I'll do all, I'll do all the wedding planning. That's, yeah, this is great. Right. I mean, I guess, like, her mother kind of eggs her on. There's, yeah. There's that scene where she's in the car and she says, you should try to fake a pregnancy. Right. <laughs> he'll thank you for it. Yeah, he'll thank you for it a few years from now. Uh, but I like that scene at the engagement where uh, Adam Sandler totally sells out his friend and is like, oh, yeah, when he first saw you, he said he was going to give it to you. And he's like, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> But I thought it was funny because she's like, give me what exactly? Yeah, she was totally into that. Was she like mock being innocent or do we think that she really doesn't know what that means? No, of course she was mock being innocent. She was, she was. I don't know. I kind of felt like, oh. No, she was definitely making a joke. Uh, yeah, she's but making it was... a joke and she's being like, oh, ha, 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 you wanted to fuck me. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, she gets sexually harassed in this movie a lot and is like, kind of takes it in stride all the time. Well, again, Adam Sandler loves in his movies, it seems, to have creepy, disgusting men being so gross to women. Right. And then he's like, I would never do that. Right. Ew. So the next scene actually is... A little bit of a, a switch on that so it's he's like oh well, i'm gonna stop doing weddings and he starts doing a bar mitzvah and so he's like the singer at a bar mitzvah oh yeah and then this was i was so uncomfortable like once i start, <laughs> oh. once i remembered what was gonna oh. happen i was like oh god oh no i forgot about this oh, yeah. and allegra's like oh no what happens like uh, uh. 
and it's not like anything gross happens. I mean, I guess you guys all know the thing that grossed me out. What's the? Let's the, tell but, our listeners what happened. So, he sees this kid that like a, a heavy set kid that looks sad. Bruce Bogtrotter what? from Matilda. <gasps> from Matilda, it's the same kid. It just yeah. clicked. Oh, oh my god! From my oh. favorite scene of Matilda. Oh, the entire confection. Exactly. Yeah, he really he was he had a monopoly on those. I uh, want to do Matilda. Yeah, we movies. should do Matilda. <laughs> But yeah, he's looking sad, and Adam Sandler is like, hey, why are you sad? And he's like, oh, that girl said she doesn't dance with losers, and so now I'm sad. And then he basically, like, pimps out Drew Barrymore and is like, Drew Barrymore, like, pick out of all these kids who's, like, the most unloseriest kid that you want to dance with. And then she picks that kid. And then the kid is, like, so surprised that Drew Barrymore picks him, and he, like, looks so happy. And then he, like mischievously like moves his hand down to her ass as he's dancing with her and she's just like oh my gosh but just continues dancing with him and everyone's like ah ha 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 and Adam Sandler says go with it yeah yeah (laughs) foreshadowing of a movie he would do 12 years later oh yeah (laughs) but then it just gets worse because then he goes to dance with a girl right he puts her hand on his butt yeah she's like 13 years old and he's just like oh yeah here grab my butt (laughs) right But then everybody just starts dancing with each other and grabbing each other's butts. Yeah, I guess that was okay. Yeah. If everyone's molesting each other, (laughs) it's okay. But I was just like so uncomfortable with that scene because like, it's so obvious to everybody that she's doing it out of pity. And like, that wouldn't make him feel better. That would, if if that happened to me, I would just be like, oh, this is so embarrassing that I'm being like singled out because she thinks I'm such a loser that like, I need this. And then the fact I like found it so embarrassing that he would like push it and grab her ass. I was like, uh. Yeah, I thought it was sweet, um, you know, until the ass grabbing. You uh-huh. know? Um, and then, oh yeah, so we get back to the audition with John Lovitz because she's looking for a wedding singer, and John Lovitz auditions to be her wedding singer. And you said this is like one of your favorite scenes. I I've loved this scene since. Really? I was a kid. Yeah. I, Why? I just think John Lovitz is so like obnoxious and funny when he does like the crotch grab and he's like singing directly to drew barrymore and he just looks like he's like greasy Uh he's got his like red velvet shirt on and he's got like his hair is all gross and he's just like what is he singing again oh yes it's ladies night Yeah, and then I think I think like at the very end of the scene, right when after Adam Sandler sings his song, yeah. "Somebody Kill Me Please," when John Lovitz does the the gag behind the curtain, where yeah. he's just like makes the face and the curtain slowly slides. And yeah, him. I forgot about that. That was so weird. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Oh, I, really? I yeah. thought that that had come up recently somehow. Oh, did with it? you? Oh, that you were talking about that scene where he says. He's losing his mind, and I'm reaping all the benefits. I forgot how he makes, he like says that, and then he makes like a weird thing with his eyes, and uh-huh. then like the, the curtain slowly closes. It, was like, it just seemed like watching that, I was like, oh, why did they leave that in? It just seems like a thing they, they were just like messing around. But you're saying like you loved that. I thought it was great. Oh. Yeah, I, I really did. I thought the whole John Lovitz thing, like the, it's just like little stuff. Like he yeah. says, like after he finishes the song, he says, take four instead of take five. And be like, so he obviously is a terrible band leader. Right. And everyone probably hates him. And uh. like, yeah, but we should probably talk about that song that Adam Sandler sings. Oh, since that's yeah. like the one of the high points of the movie, too. Yeah. Because he says he wrote half of it when he was dating Linda and half of it after she left him. Right. So you think the parts where he's screaming are the parts that he wrote after. Right. But then there's like the second verse. He's doing like the Adam Sandler, like, hi, sotto yeah. voce, like, and, but it, and it's about how terrible she is. Uh-huh. So he didn't exactly write half of it. Right. He wrote, he wrote a couple lines before. <laughs> right. But yeah, I thought that was great when he is just like screaming and it's like such an Adam Sandler thing. And yeah. I think it's more effective because he's not like that the entire movie. Yeah. Like if it was Billy Madison and he was right. singing that song, right, right, he'd right. be like, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's a little too much. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That song, it just was so catchy. I was singing that song for like a few days after. <laughs> So then right after that, there's this this montage of like they're doing different wedding planning stuff to the Hall & Oates song, You Make My Dreams Come True. Yes. And I feel like 
put that in any montage and i'm on board i love that (laughs) and i had totally forgotten there's like the scene where they're in a pastry shop and they're all trying the cake and they're like feeding it to each other and it's like kind of cute and it's like the mom and adam sandler and drew barrymore and they're like kind of going down the line like feeding each other and then it gets to adam sandler who's at the end of the line and there's like this gross random woman like right behind him and she opens her mouth to be fed and he like puts it in her mouth her teeth are like green (laughs) yeah and she just like looks so satisfied after he does And it. he and turns like, around and he's like, who's that? Yeah, who is that? <laughs> I had totally forgotten about that and I really liked that. But yeah, it was just like such a great, like a fun montage. Like the trying on wedding dresses, like all of her friends are, are modeling the dresses that for That was her. fun. I like that. Yeah. The, is that the part where they go to like the photographer and it's like the woman with the red fringe jacket and she's talking about how she knows they're going to last together forever? I think that's around that. That's not part of the montage, but it's like, I think it's like pretty close, like either before or after. Because there's this whole sequence of him helping her with wedding stuff. Right. So I just noticed in that photography part, she did make a Donald Trump reference. I don't yeah. Know. So yeah. I did, uh, I did, uh, that did not make sense to me when I was 13. Oh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it makes sense now. Yeah, she's talking about all the great couples and it's like Donald and I, Ivana. Yeah, and they're going to last forever. Yeah, Woody and Mia and uh, Lon- Burton Bert- Lonnie. Burton Lonnie, yeah. yeah. This movie is going to be impenetrable to people that were born. Like, Yeah, I was watching it the Lego. I'm like, do you know who those people are? And she's like, I know Donald and Ivana. <laughs> But who would have thought that they are the ones that like stay the most famous? Yeah, t- right. Fifteen years later. Um, but then right after that, there there's like the church tongue scene where yeah. they're debating oh how to kiss God. at a wedding. Was I, that the start of a porn film or what? Yeah, I totally forgot how inappropriate that was. Yeah, her. So that's like another archetype. That her is it her cousin or yeah. her? Yeah. yeah. So her cousin is like the fun slut. Like she has no defining character qualities except that she likes to have sex with lots of different men and everybody knows that and that's yep that's the only thing anyone ever says about her right and she's just like yeah i mean you guys should just make out right now right why not you're adults yeah so it's you can do that it's like that's kind of it's a little bit weird yeah (laughs) but the way they the way it's like presented as if it's as if that's not a weird thing that like that's a thing that mature adults would do right it reminded me of like kids playing spin the bottle like you have to kiss him now (laughs) (laughs) but then there's like the like romantic music swells as they're kissing and she's like she's so blown away by how amazing the kiss is yeah the music is ridiculous yeah it's like way over the top it's like a motif of the the song that comes at the end yeah yeah and then glenn comes in and added. right i was like they're doing this when like glenn is was he in the house or he's did like he just show way. up yeah he's oh, just like, i was like yeah. whoa that's very bold of them to just yeah and he doesn't even seem to like care he doesn't seem that curious yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Like, like, i kissed her he's like kiss too <laughs> Holly's like, oh me, and he's like, who hasn't? Yeah. <laughs> Fun slut. <laughs> oh yeah, and so then they go to the club, like they all go out on a double date together, because Holly's like, oh Holly's so turned on by the kiss that she wants to date yeah, Adam Sandler. That so they they all go out to a club together, which makes no sense because she's right. like, should to everybody involved realize that Holly and and Robbie are not a good match. She's like really sexually forward, and he's super shy. That's another scene where it's just like, just to move the plot along, they have to have like, so when Drew Barrymore goes to throw up in the bathroom, and yeah. it's just Adam Sandler and Glenn, and right. Glenn is just like, he immediately starts talking about how much he cheats on Drew Barrymore. Right, right. So maybe it's just like, maybe that's what brought Glenn and and Drew together, is that they both have a love of oversharing. Right. <laughs> but did you guys feel like that was... At first, it felt unnatural that he is so bold in in telling people that he's cheating. But I feel like I've met people that are like a little bit skeevy like that and will just like immediately start telling me about cheating on their wives. Like, I I remember like I was sounds like something that men do together. Yeah. Just locker room talk. No big deal. (laughs) I mean, boys will be boys. Yeah. But I've never had that experience. So I assume it's probably something that girls women I, don't they're like oh yeah i totally bang this hot 18 year old <laughs> went to, been by the home depot <laughs> just left all my stuff right at the register took him home <laughs> no i actually did have that exact thing like i almost almost exactly like that that same scenario like i was i wasn't in love with the guy's wife but i went with uh, my friend jeet to las vegas and he had like these poker friends and we were like playing roulette with one of them and one of them just started talking about like the cocktail waitress and he's like, yeah, if 
fucked one of them last week, 18-year-old woman. Not too bad for a 35-year-old guy, huh? And then like later on, he was talking about his wife and kids. And I was like, oh, that's like weird that you're just announcing this to strangers that you cheat on your wife. But I guess it like, so that that actually like, at first I was like, it's so unreasonable that he's just like boasting to everybody. But like, That's kind of what, what people do. I think the thing that makes it unreasonable is the fact that he knows that Robbie and Julia are close. That's the thing. If right. he was just, if he didn't really know Robbie that well, right. I think that would be believable. The other thing that I thought they did a surprisingly good job of in this scene is the way that Glenn treats Adam Sandler when they're sitting together. Like Adam Sandler clearly like is uncomfortable with the silence and wants to keep talking to Glenn and Glenn, like now that the, the two women are gone, Glenn just stops talking to Adam Sandler and just kind of like looking around. I feel like I've been in that situation a lot where like, I'm like, uh, I feel like we're supposed to still talk. Like I'm uncomfortable with silence. And so I'm like, we should still talk. But then there's people that are like, cool they're like we don't have to talk i'm just gonna like look around or they like are also uncomfortable but the way they play it off is by like just looking sort of pissed off and not interested in conversation adam sandler is also acts kind of weird in this scene because he's like i don't know if it's just because he's like so desperate for something to talk to but he immediately tries to get yeah because he, he turns the he conversation kind of, yeah he starts he initiates that yeah he sees glenn looking but he's like oh boy i'd like to take a bite out of that yeah <laughs> And then he's like, prime grade A me. Yeah. <laughs> you right. guys are looking at each other like you talk to each other like this all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think we're looking at each other just like... I looked at Zena because I thought she made a noise like this. I, I wasn't sure if that was me or you, but I think it came from some weird part of my throat. <laughs> well, how do, like, how do you guys, if you're talking about somebody that you think is attractive, like what, what will you say about them? We probably would say stuff like that. Prime grade A meat. Or you just make... <laughs> That's R- our Rachel, secret code. Rachel, check out that guy. <laughs> I don't know. What, what do we say? What do we say? Okay, so we're in the Home Depot. <laughs> we say something like, Okie dokie, artichokey. I'm gonna <laughs> bite that asparagus. <laughs> That big old stock of asparagus. <laughs> I remember one time I was I was like getting pizza with with you, Matt, and our friend Gabe, and I was saying something about a girl, and I was like, "Oh, she's banging." And then <laughs> you both were like, "If the Mike Lynch of college heard you, Mike Lynch of today, say banging, I don't know what he would think." <laughs> oh yeah, I feel like that wouldn't. Yeah, maybe I would be surprised. <laughs> I don't say banging now. I just yeah, I'll, I'll just say great A meat. <laughs> I think like there is definitely just this like thing going on through the whole movie. You know, very, this very much like you know, like in the the beginning scenes where she's working as a waitress in the restaurant and always getting you know hit on and harassed, and it's just such a um like. Uh, you know, theme throughout the right. movie that the whole time I was just like, ugh. Yeah. Feeling so disgusted because it right. just all felt way too true to life. Right. And then I really like the scene. Actually, I think one of my favorite scenes in the movie where Adam Sandler goes home with uh, Holly and she tries to sleep with him and he's like, turns her down, but then they kiss. And then the next morning, Holly is talking to a really hungover Drew Barrymore and she's like, oh yeah, we kissed. And Drew Barrymore is like, did you kiss him or did he kiss you? And she's like, I kissed him. And she's like, okay. And then Holly's like, I'll tell you, he doesn't think much of Glenn. And Drew Barrymore's like, oh, like she looks so excited. And she's like, what did he say? She's like, he called him a jerk off. She's like, why would he say that? And it's like, she's trying to like to hide like how pleased she is with it, but it's like coming across so clearly. Do you guys know people who do that? Like, what, like drama? Like, like, like that they have their own opinion and they can't hide it when they're trying to Yeah, like they think that it? they're, yeah, they think they're hiding it, but they're like really clearly not. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We know people like that. But our mom, remember when she was, she was almost going to buy that alpaca farm right. and she was relating to the oh, owner. Oh, yeah. That was great. Yeah. So we went to see this alpaca farm and they were talking about maybe doing a deal where the owner, Pam, would sell the alpaca farm to our mom. And so Pam is like this very kind of like, she's pretty 
tough kind of serious lady she's just uh you know real farm person really laid back very very laid back and um, she's talking to us about this idea of selling the farm to our mom and like our mom the whole time she's she's like like buzzing she's like (laughs) jittering you know she's like oh tell me about this and tell me about that (laughs) and then pam is like yeah you know I'm really excited about this, you know, and this is, I got to tell you, this is me excited. And our mom goes, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm excited too. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I, you know, I tell people, I I tell people I'm excited about going on vacation. They say, you don't seem it. You don't seem it. Yes, that's that's very much like Drew Barrymore in the scene. Um, And then... Because of that, Adam Sandler decides that he has to get money. And almost like within a few hours, like he's fired the old lady as a student and is getting a job at the bank. And he tries to get a job at the bank. They don't want to give him a job because he's, he just I, knows how to sing. How did Adam Sandler get an interview at right. the bank? With, yeah. <laughs> like, well, he knew Kevin Nealon. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Nealon from Happy Gilmore. Yeah, that's right. I mean, like, did he fill out, like, did he submit a resume? Did yeah, he just, I like, know. cold call them? Like, I was, I found myself wondering, like, right. what, because, like, it was clear they didn't want to hire him. Right. So, like, how did they, how did he get in in the first place? Yeah, he had a suit ready and. Yeah, he was yeah. all ready to go. Yeah, he should have had a job. Like, he was very prepared in a very short time. <laughs> mm-hmm. does seem like a fast learner. And then he comes home from the interview and Drew Barrymore is there and uh, he like basically accuses her of being a gold digger and she gets mad. I guess it's that night. All this happens really fast. Like he's at a bar drinking that night with his best friend and he's like, oh, I'm going to be like you just cruising for ladies. And then the friend, what did you guys think of that friend speech where he's like, oh, I'm actually miserable. I hate sleeping with random women. He just wants someone to hold him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was sweet. Yeah, it was, I did, but I also was like, did did men talk like this to each other in the 80s? I feel like this I is like-, like a, not even now. I know, right. <laughs> I still wonder, how do men talk to each other? Yeah. There's so it's many- mostly grunting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like everything in this movie, from the point that Glenn and Julia decide to get married, they set a date for three months in advance, uh-huh. uh, three months later. And like, that is crazy to me yeah. that they would be able to plan an entire wedding in right. three months. That was just like, that was the most unrealistic part of the whole yeah. movie to me. Well, it does seem like everybody gets married in this exact same wedding venue in this town that is, with the same guy and all the same providers. So yeah, that is kind of like a template that you just pick from. <laughs> yeah, that is that is probably true. It's like, oh, you picked that florist? No, pick the other florist. Oh, okay, that's, that's solved. <laughs> Um, but yeah, in the in the bar, I get that it was supposed to be like a sweet scene and like it's like supposed to be like, oh, yeah, true love is really what everyone's looking for. But like that also is like totally unearned because the, right. the best friend is like a total jerk the entire time. Right. Like they play it for laughs, like unlike with Glenn, like he's a, right. But this guy is also a, a kind of a jerk. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I was I didn't I didn't buy it, but I did love the old guy. In the I like the old yeah, guy. Yeah, the old guy was funny. I like when the old guy when he when he's saying i just want somebody to hold me and then the old, old guy comes and holds him yeah and they just stay like that right they just, he's just he's just like yeah this is good right this is what i need <laughs> we were watching it later it was like this movie has the best old people <laughs> it's not like a lot of old actors in this movie like playing funny roles yeah 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 and so he decides he's gonna go like confess his feelings to julia roberts or not julia roberts uh, <laughs> julia gulia drew barrymore <laughs> was like a, a misunderstanding of Shakespearean proportion uh, because he sees her through the window right. and she's like talking about being Julia Hart. Right. Which is also like, that's quick. Like she's already ready. To right. Make, like that's something that like a teenage girl. Yeah. Did. Like she's like drawing hearts on her notebook right. like, with like Robbie plus Julia. It's <laughs> believable. You do that? Believable. Yeah. 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 Women do that. <laughs> Our whole lives. <laughs> But yeah, that was, uh, so the fight between, it's not a, exactly a fight because right. Glenn just totally sucker punches because uh, yeah. the old guy steps in and he kind of right. like throws. Tries to punch Glenn. Uh, but that leads into like one of my favorite lines from the entire movie, which is when Robbie's lying on the ground and Glenn is like, oh, I have a new song for you. Oh, yeah. I, I got my ass kicked because I stuck my nose in where I didn't belong. And, right. the, and the old guy says, well, it sounds like a country song. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite lines. <laughs> that was funny about that whole like 
Glenn's got a whole posse of trashy women and like skeevy guys. And they're all so on Glenn's side, like, ha ha ha, he's making fun of that guy for being a singing orphan. That's so funny. <laughs> and he just punched him. Go, Glenn, you hero. They really like to make a thing about Robbie being an orphan in this movie. Yeah. Why are they so into that? I don't know. They bring that up a lot. Did, do they? Okay. That was the only, I was like, why did he call him an orphan? I, no, yeah, they keep referring like to the fact if, that his parents died. Yeah, it's as if like the whole town is like, oh, remember? When right. Robbie's parents died <laughs> when hilarious. he was 10. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so We all know about that one. <laughs> and he's also concerned that that Adam Sandler's going to tell Julia. Meanwhile, it's like a small town, and they're like walking in front of everybody they know right. where like he's got this entire gaggle of women. <laughs> it's like, but don't tell anybody, just you. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's like why? So why are these women like? What is their story? Yeah. Why do they want to hang out with these guys? Like they're all awful. Right. But they're also the women are also awful because they're just as into the sucker punch as everyone right. else. Right? They is. think it's so cool that he's like sucker punched Adam Sandler. <laughs> Called him an orphan. <laughs> and then Drew Barrymore comes and tries to confess her feelings, but then they have another like similarly. So this is a thing that mom hates. Mom loves romantic comedies. But she loves misunderstandings. She she does love misunderstandings, usually. Yeah. She hates in easily romantic... Easily explainable. Easily explainable <laughs> yeah. misunderstandings in romantic comedies that slow down the plot. Oh, she just yeah. wants them to go straight on yeah. through. She wants it to just, you know, they meet, they right. fall in love, they have a lot of fun together, you get to watch all their adventures. Right. They get married. End of movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and so then Drew Barrymore's reaction is, I've planned all this wedding for three months. I have to move it up one day to Vegas because I'm like just so angry that I have to go get married in Vegas. And yeah, so she flies to Vegas. Like it's it's weird that Drew doesn't think like when she sees Linda because like Linda's the one who takes care of Robbie and like brings him into his bed and like she stays over and that's that's who Julia sees right is she really like just seeing that woman it's just like enough to like yeah I don't get it <laughs> well she assumes they got back together yeah like she says that she's the fiance right what I'm I'm saying is that like wouldn't she just be like oh yeah I mean I guess that kind of makes sense because he's like we can't be together so maybe he would go back with his like why is she so angry about it I think she was just disheartened hurt. hurt yeah because she she felt like he was into her she felt like she finally had confirmation he was into her you know from that conversation underneath anger is often hurt <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, so but that makes her seem kind of selfish. So like if I can't have cuz she doesn't call off, she's not planning on calling off her wedding. Right. So she's like if I can't have Robbie Hart, then yeah. nobody can. Like that seems like it's No, people can have him. It's just Yeah, why <laughs> she... would that pre- why would her getting married prevent that? Well, that's what I'm, but she's like so angry about it. That's what I like she's so angry about it because Remember the hurt thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just it felt a little bit out of character, yeah. like because then they run off to Vegas, which also seems out of character for which, her. Which was also like peak rom com that like yeah. there's this rush to break up a wedding because she's gonna like she's flying to Vegas, he has to like catch her at the airport, which it's also like a pre nine eleven thing where you're like all your friends can show up to the gate with you, <laughs> be like yeah. good luck. Yeah. But this is like where it gets so rom commy. He ends up telling the entire first class, like everybody in first class is gathered around him, hearing mm-hmm. the story, and they're including all, Billy Idol. Billy Idol, yeah. Oh, Everybody's yeah. like very heavily invested in the story and is so angry and like, uh, oh, we hate Glenn. Like you have to end up with Drew Barrymore. Yeah. And, and then the- it's like so ridiculous. A flight attendant's like, "Hey guys, like, just, like <laughs> hey, walks into the room. Like, hey, you won't believe what a dirty code class passenger said to me. Oh, <laughs> he yeah. called me grade A choice meat." <laughs> Robbie's like, there's only one misogynist in the 80s. And he's like, it's got to be that guy. And he goes, well, it's the exact phrasing. It's the exact phrasing. And then he goes back and realizes they're on the same flight. Yeah. But which way, like, why weren't they in first class? They're, they're the I, rich that, ones. That was the one True. of the weirdest parts of the movie. It's yeah. like, Glenn seems like the kind of guy that would absolutely adore first class right. on a plane. So I have a question. So given that happens like if robbie was not on that flight would julia still go through with the wedding when they landed in vegas or would she i think get she cold? would you think that's just she... like yeah she she has she seems to have like kind of low expectations out of life and she's mm. like ready to settle and get married True. so i feel like she was ready to do it just like there's this, that that brief moment where it seemed like i could actually marry somebody i would loved i loved but mm, missed my window so <laughs> now i'm gonna marry this guy yeah and then he sings her the song 
Yeah, Glenn wakes up. Or no, does he wake up? Or Yeah, he yeah. wakes up. And, and realizes, he's like, what the hell? And then, He's not that surprised. And then <laughs> everyone on the you flight... Again. <laughs> everyone on the flight just like conspires to get rid of him. Yeah, they're like, clearly we can tell already that she belongs with <laughs> Yeah, and then <laughs> they're Sandler. all like, haha, let's lock him in the... <laughs> In the yeah. bathroom. And then they continue with the rest of the flight. Right. Yeah. I know. If that happened now, that flight would be grounded. Right. There would be, the FBI would be there. I mean, it would be a complete mess. What do you think happened the rest of the flight? Like, what do you do after? Like, you, you sing a song, decide you're, like, in love. And they're like, okay, well, now we're like on a plane together. Awkward. It is like a six-hour flight. Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess we just sit they together. Just locked I'll, him I'll the, take Glenn's seat. <laughs> they locked him in the bathroom. Glenn will go to first class yeah. where he belongs. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's just what would happen. Yeah. So the song, like, this is like the height of the movie. Oh, yeah. And I thought when we first started watching it, I was like, that's probably going to seem really cheesy. Mm-hmm. But it didn't to no, me. Yeah, I like so the song. Cute. Yeah, yeah, it felt really cute to me. Yeah. I, I like that song a lot. And that was, that song was stuck in my head for a while, too. We did, uh, we totally skipped over the rapping granny part. Oh, that, yeah. That happens right before. Because yeah. I, I wanted to say, if you look very carefully in the background of the, when she's singing like the nice song to her yeah. husband, one of the guys in the band is black. And I'm pretty sure that's the only racial minority in the entire movie. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. I don't think there's any. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Every single person's white. There's not, yeah. It's like, there's not even like a hint like it's the whitest town in america yeah if they made this movie today they would probably just be like uh oh, just make the best friend black right <laughs> anything we left out anything else we want to talk about well we did uh because he pops back up at the end we did miss the steve buscemi uh, oh yeah cameo he, yeah. he's the guy who he's the brother in the first wedding who right, gives the, the best man speech yeah and it's just uh, which is a great scene because right. he's just like talking about it like he conveys so much about his like daddy issues right but yeah he shows up at robbie and julia's wedding as the wedding singer right so the other question i have is did they just immediately turn around fly home and just use her wedding yeah it seemed like that's (laughs) maybe what happened yeah they just like they're just like okay we have this whole wedding yeah we planned the wedding ready yeah so We've they, almost been on a date, so yeah. that we seem ready for, for doing that. Yeah. Because so like, everybody's still the same age. Like, the kids are still the same age. Yeah. Like, so does, like, Glenn's family from out of town <laughs> yeah. show up and they're like, wait, are we at the wrong wedding? What happened? <laughs> I was wondering about that, too. My other, the overhanging question I have is this, is would you hire Robbie Hart's band to play at your wedding? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Robbie Hart is in the band or we're without Robbie Hart? With Robbie Hart. Yes. Oh, like, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, like. Great. Yeah. Especially with that uh, Steve Buscemi scene that he handles that so well. Yeah. He, oh yeah, yeah. That he he spins it around and talks about like you know people do things when yeah. they're lost and then they find somebody to live for and you guys have that and right yeah like, he was so nice yeah he did such a good job would you have him at your wedding I don't like maybe your next wedding yeah my uh, yeah so. Like he, because he seems a little bit, uh, he seems like a loose cannon. Yeah. Like, you I, don't want to get him after a breakup. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not then. Yeah. So his voice is like, I don't know, it's like kind of good, but it's yeah. still like that Adam Sandler, like right. kind of silly voice that he's doing. Right. Like he sings some songs pretty nice. So yeah. I, I think if it was the choice between him and John Lovitz, I would obviously <laughs> pick John Lovitz. <laughs> you know, John Lovitz is like hitting on your wife. And... <laughs> well, he's John Lovitz. I mean, right, what, fine. What, what do you expect to happen? <laughs> uh, do we want to get into the whoop ratings? Whoop, whoop. So Matt, you understand, you've, you've heard previous episodes. I forgot to mention that Matt has listened to a record number of episodes for any what? Dusty VCR what? guest with five. What? <laughs> So of, of any guest, Matt has the best understanding of the, the WHOOP system. But for our, our new listeners, the way the WHOOP system works is we give the, the movie a rating in WHOOPs. There's no maximum. It's not out of anything. It's just whatever your heart tells you. So uh, as is tradition, we'll start off with Xena. What, what do you, how many okay, WHOOPs I'm, do you give this I'm movie? I'm picturing myself. I'm on the couch last night. Just drank two Starbucks double shots espressos. I finished the wedding singer and I said... Whoop, 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 Okay, so four, four and a half. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Four and a half. Yeah. Rachel, what about you? 700. 700, ooh, uh, okay. Different kind of score. And that's that's on the scale where multiplicity has 49 million. Don't talk about my scale. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Matt, what about you? 
Uh, yeah, I thought about this long and hard, and I thought I would give it 1,985 whoops out of 2,019 whoops. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Respectable score, respectable <laughs> score. I typically give it out of 10. That's just my system. I'd say like seven and a half. I liked it, like a lot of cute scenes that I, I continue to really like. I just wished it held together a little bit better. Like I wish it was like more smooth and how the story was told. Um, all right, so do we want, we want to play the game? Uh-huh. Rachel mm-hmm. and Zena have prepared uh-huh. a game for us. All right, so this is a, a game that we like to call Porn or The Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll have to guess, is this line from a porn or from The Godfather? Okay. I think it's just from the first Godfather, but I don't think either of us have ever, ever seen any of The Godfathers, so we don't really know. Okay. Also, maybe these aren't from The Godfather. Maybe. That's that's a good <laughs> twist on the game. And I think it's The Godfather. I remember talking to Matt once in college about The Godfather. Because you like The Godfather, right? Yeah, I you love, the love God- it. I do. And yes. you, were, you love it. I hadn't seen it. And you, you said to me, you're like, oh, it's so good. It'd be like if God made a movie, <laughs> that movie wouldn't be as good as The Godfather. <laughs> Well, that's just because I, I have some question marks about God's filmmaking oh, ability. Oh, that's, that's so fair. It's, uh, that's fair. Right. No, I do I do love The Godfather. Yeah. I saw that at a very important time in my life. And it. I don't know if I would watch The Godfather now. Oh. Because like, I've become like so much more squeamish about oh, yeah. like, violence and right. stuff like that. So I don't, I don't know if I would like it as much. But yeah. I, do, I do, in my memory, it's a, a great movie. One of the all-time greats. How good do you think your memory is for the quotes from it? Uh, guess, not, not good. All right. I, we'll, haven't, we'll I probably see. haven't perfect. seen it in about 15 years. So. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Michael, have you seen it? Yeah, but same about 15 years ago. But my, my memory for quotes in porn is really good. So okay. that's, that's my advantage. <laughs> perfect. I'm impressed that you were able to find porn that still has quotes in it. Like, <laughs> it's dialogue really hard. porn is this, this day and age. What I've found is that you have to search for full movies. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or vintage porn. Yeah. <laughs> Mothers are like cops. They always believe the worst. Just based on the porn that you guys picked last time, I'm going to say porn. Yeah, I'm I feel like you guys to, uh, are into the stepmom porn. <laughs> what? Just because we watch uh, Hot Mom Makes Son Come? Yeah. <laughs> Hot Stepmom. Hot Stepmom Makes Son Helps. <laughs> As we were walking in today, Zeno was repeating that phrase over and over again. <laughs> it's a real tongue twister. It's good uh, Good practice. Good practice. Yeah. <laughs> Hot Stepmom. <laughs> Hot Stepmom. <laughs> Wait, what was the line again? No, 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 from this. Oh, it was mothers are like cops. They always believe the worst. I'm going to say... Oh, that you does sound guessed. like The Godfather. Yeah, I'm going to stick with porn. It's The Godfather. Oh, you, Matt didn't get to guess. I thought no, he did I did, guess. I did. Oh, he I did? Guess, oh, yeah, I guess porn, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's uh, I don't even the Godfather. remember any mothers in The Godfather. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Tom Mazzino, I ask a visit of you to ask you to help that young man from Montenegro. The Godfather. Definitely the Godfather. No, that was porn. Uh, what? Sicilian <laughs> really? mafia boss gangbang his bodyguard wife of <laughs> man that owe him money. <laughs> what? <laughs> what happened? What was happening in that porn? There was a woman coming to like a mafia man asking him for some help. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, she had to show him some gratitude. Oh. Wow, that was a like, curveball. Yeah, I feel like that's that's not fair. I, mean, I feel like Godfather <laughs> oh, yeah. themed porn. Yeah, see, I was watching mafia porn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you do find him and he knows something, I'm depending on you to keep it zipped. Oh, that's a tough one. I'm gonna say Godfather. I'm gonna say porn. That is porn. Oh. Escape yeah. from Pleasure Planet. what happened in that one i don't know i mean i didn't watch the whole thing (laughs) i just skip around to the parts Uh, where they're clothed (laughs) uh the good parts (laughs) yeah i i just watch porn for the clothes stuff (laughs) i believe in friendship and i'm willing to show my friendship first porn i want to say the godfather the Godfather. Really? It seems like such a bad line. That was a that was a tricky one, yeah. Oh. Yeah, go fuck yourself, you and your sister. Mm, 
the godfather yeah godfather that was from uh, dangerous mafia porn <laughs> <laughs> dangerous mafia porn like that's what it's called that was the title dangerous mafia was the title what was of the porn. what was happening in it there was uh, some people owing people money and then they were gonna fuck <laughs> I feel like we you you ask that question about everything. You ask what the plot is. I feel like it's people are clothed and then they're not clothed anymore. I've learned more in the streets than in any classroom. Porn, definitely porn. Godfather. What? Ah. <laughs> Jeez. A man in my position can't afford to be made to look ridiculous. Godfather. Godfather. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Good job, guys. What was that about? I didn't see no. the Godfather. <laughs> Someone's about to take off their clothes, probably. <laughs> that's all. I think that might be all. That that's good. Yeah, I think I think Matt K won that one. Oh, that was uh, if I, I got almost everyone wrong. If, if I did, it was by the skin of my teeth. Yeah. Because I got most of them wrong too. That was way harder than I thought it yeah. was going to be. Well, you guys, you <laughs> deliberately make it really hard. Well, obviously, we want to trick you. <laughs> right. I did not know that there was mafia-themed porn. So yeah. That, that threw me for there's a loop. There's everything themed porn. Yeah, that's yeah. you heard that rule thirty-four. It's like uh, if you can yes, think of it, can, there's porn of it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I usually see that in association with like drawing. So oh like yeah weird anime characters right. or whatever <laughs> there's probably dusty vcr porn at this point yeah yeah, yeah. Our, our super fans have probably made a lot of <laughs> dusty vcr porn <laughs> all right that's all thanks everyone for listening you can find us online at dustyvcr.com or you can follow us on twitter or facebook and on instagram at the dusty vcr how's our instagram doing I haven't looked at it because <gasps> I'm detoxing from social media, oh. as I told you. <laughs> Remember? Remember? She's on to porn now. <laughs> Anybody have anything they want to plug or recommend before we close out? Orange juice on planes. Okay. Yeah. Anybody? I, I would prefer ginger ale. Ginger ale. I, yeah, I'm a ginger ale person on All planes. Right. Yeah. Two for ginger ale, one for orange juice. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.